0: Digging the Rock and Roll Heaven podcast with LD, Will the Thrill, and TJ2.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven, the podcast where we talk about the lives, careers, and deaths of famous musicians. I am your host, LD, along with me for the ride, as always, is Will the Thrill.
2: And to that, I say greetings and salutations. No beverage, unfortunately.
1: Uh, Again, we're moving, so we don't know where the beer is. Could be somewhere. I don't know. No idea. Uh, We also, yeah, and like you know, it's the whole moving process is like I. No one tells you like the thing that you say the most in a house when you move into it is, "Honey, do you know where the fill in the blank?" That's pretty much the question you ask like six times a day. Uh, I've lost my keys more times than I can count. Thank God (laughs) I put like a little tile on it. So I can push a button to make it sure. smart. Um, all right. And then my brother from the exact same mother, Mr. TJ too, the deuce. Mm. Were you did you already have it opened or what? Did that
3: no, I don't know. It's, this is um this is a nice glass of the dogfish head whiskey that you uh, that you uh, so generously uh, endowed me with. Yeah,
2: the let's get lost, right?
3: Mm. Oh, it's good. Cool.
2: It mm. is good stuff, yeah. You
3: mm. gotta
1: save some for when we come. Not that I'll drink it, but you need to (laughs) (laughs) say
2: Listen to you. (laughs) No promises.
1: Well, this is our spooky slap
2: night. (laughs) All
1: right. So, uh, of course, before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a Little Ears non-episode. So if you have Little Ears, definitely this is not the episode Uh, to let them listen to it's going to be very very scary uh there's probably going to be some language and uh the songs of course that we're playing are going to be on the creepier side so uh mr tj2 why don't you let us know what we're talking about today
3: well first of all i've I've come up with a little theme song for our spooky slap nuts oh
1: okay yeah i'll allow it
3: she slapped my nuts (laughs) she slapped my big photos
1: she slapped my nuts Wow. Is that that to the monster nuts? Yeah, I was going to say. She's at my nuts.
3: She's at my my monster nuts.
1: My monster nuts. I mean, will it catch on? We'll see. You know, I share DNA with this human and it just (laughs) constantly confounds me that we we are of 50% the same DNA. (laughs) (laughs) This is some good whiskey. Um, all right, so what are we going to be talking about today, T?
3: <laughs> okay, so first of all, we'll be doing songs about murder slash killin'. uh, killing. Like, and you know, there's a lot of ways to go with that. There's ones that are a little more whimsical. If, if you can have a whimsical ditty about whacking somebody, I can actually think I, of a couple.
1: I actually have one whimsical song about whacking somebody uh, on my list
3: okay now, I, I might know
1: what the song is,
3: but i' we'll we'll let you reveal that later. Then we're doing songs that just creep us out, and finally we are doing uh songs about true crime
1: yes all right, so well
3: uh, not 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 you know there's there's lots of songs about heists or crimes, but they're they're fanciful. these are ones that are based on actual real occurrences
1: yes, yes, and ninety percent of the the list. That I, I could have just filled it out with Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds murder ballads. Uh, so with that caveat, I, I I only went with one Nick Cave song <laughs> in my whole list. But uh, but yeah, same
3: oh. same for Chris Knight. And I actually did do one whole list of just Chris Knight killing songs.
1: Oh nice, well good stuff. Before yeah. We, before we get to our list, though, we do have one death that we need to report on. I'm pretty sure you guys know this by now, but
3: a Gary significant says- one
1: jerry lee lewis the killer after having uh his death prematurely announced actually did pass away and i do believe he was 87 wow correct yeah
3: yeah
2: and they they announced it before he was officially passed away
1: yeah Uh, a couple of days yeah I I Uh, I I i think
3: it was tmz that jumped the gun
1: and normally tmz and this is i hate that this is on record normally tmz is pretty good about double checking that everything is, will correct before they pull the trigger on it. And, and, and
3: they obviously had a source and awesome. knew that he was very close, obviously, because he then did die two days later, but yeah. How about whether the coroner tells you he's dead?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you pulled, it we not, had this with you pulled Tom, a rolling stone. Same thing happened with Tom Petty. You, you, you pulled a rolling stone, TMZ, and that's yeah. never good. Um, And I do want to thank... Gosh, what a, what a pioneer. Just...
3: Label mates with Elvis and Johnny Cash.
1: I thought you were going to say, what a pedophile. And I was going to agree with you. (laughs) Well,
3: the thing I always mention is like, well, he married his 14-year-old cousin. Yeah, and he also shot his bass player. You know, I'm not saying which is worse. I'm just saying maybe mention that he... You could possibly mention the whole shot his bass player or tried to shoot him. I think he
1: shot him.
2: He's got a colorful past.
1: Yeah, one of us has got to cover him eventually, so but put put all that put all that stuff aside what a
3: freaking pioneer man i mean he was he was part of the million dollar quartet right he was the last one that was left i think yep because elvis is dead and cash is dead and perkins is dead yeah he was the last one yeah just that there's a i read a very interesting story and i'm sure you can find it where that the 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 author made the argument great balls of fire was among the first punk songs
1: Hmm. interesting
3: they actually argue that it's punk rock. Huh.
2: Huh. One of the chord progression. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I could see how that could come into
3: play. But yeah. if you watch some of those early performances, you have to think about, take. you have to look at them through the eyes of white bread, 1950s America, and just and, and think that people were probably literally clutching pearls. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God, what is that hillbilly doing?
1: <laughs> Ooh la! Uh, well, again, from the rock and roll family, um, uh, to his, we, uh, send you guys all our thoughts and our prayers and, um, uh, moving on to something actually a little bit more uplifting. I want to actually thank uh, a listener, AK toolhead who left us a, a very sweet review. You can check that out on iTunes. And while you're there checking out that review, uh, leave us one. If you're going to leave us a good one, don't leave us a bad one. I want people to listen. That's my, that's my 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 holiday wish. Good reviews only. yes, but a k toolhead left us a very well, if you nice... think
3: if you think we suck, just email us and tell us why you think we suck and how we could improve. We're happy with constructive criticism. That's perfectly fine.
1: yeah. And we do answer our own emails. We are we're kind of a three man band, and we we do this, you know, with us when you when you reach mm-hmm. out to us on Facebook. Uh, and I also want to thank our one of our new admins on our Facebook page, which is Thea.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, thank is you. A, yeah.
1: Uh she has graciously uh helped take over uh some of the the Facebook admins. So I just want to welcome her to our podcast family. So I think that's pretty much all our stuff. So why don't we just get into some creepy stuff right now, guys?
3: <laughs> Who Ooh, wants, buggers.
1: who wants to go first
3: which uh category are we doing first
1: we're doing creepy songs songs that creep you out
3: okay i'm gonna nominate oh, uh, will how gracious of you
2: all right i'm gonna go with an old school option here and i think a lot of children who grew up uh i would even say our parents generation uh can relate to this one i would have to go with the original night on bald mountain interesting it was com- oh good
1: it's a really interesting choice because we, i think my oldest song on here is like from the 70s
2: i may have oldest song here because it actually goes back to a composition by modest Mazorsky. he's he's russian uh Maz, mazorski i think i'm pronouncing that correctly i apologize don't if say. i don't say again i said you don't say he might be russian uh, he, he is russian actually Uh, The original title of the composition was actually Night on the Bear Mountain, and it leaned heavily into myths about witchcraft. Now, what's interesting about this, this piece is that when it was being composed, he was working with a few contributors, but there was one that was actually you can't find a lot of information about. It's really weird. And apparently, uh, Mazorski sent this letter to him while they were discussing sort of the theme of the piece, which is, So far as my memory doesn't deceive me, the witches used to gather on this mountain, referring to the Bear Mountain, gossip and play tricks and await their chief, Satan. On his arrival, the witches formed a circle round the throne on which he sat, and in the form of a kid, sang his praises. When Satan was worked up with sufficient passion by the witches, he gave the command for the Sabbath in which he chose for himself the witches who caught his fancy. This is what I've done when he's talking about the score. So that's allegedly a letter Mazorski wrote to one of his contributors. Of course, the most popular version of the song is from Fantasia from 1940. That one was arranged by Leopold
1: Stosky and performed by the Philadelphia Orchestra. So my first one's Night on Bald Mountain. You did way more work than... Uh... I'm sure Mayor Travis did.
3: Considerably I just, more.
2: This is what I could find. Um, do you want me to keep going on my list or should I pass yes. it to someone else? Okay, yes, great.
0: Right.
2: So we'll move up about uh, considerably uh, in decade here to 1997. I know I've mentioned this song before and I think it's a landmark one in the Oingo Boingo canon, and that is Insanity. It is the opening track on the Boingo album released in 1997. The video is quite unsettling. It's sort of a stock motion like monkey doing surgery on dolls it's incredibly unsettling through and through the tone is set by of course danny elfman who's known for the dark and creepy and that's one that will easily get under your skin especially on a cold dark night in the middle of october so insanity by oingo boingo and my number one if anyone who's listening to this podcast for more than an hour will know a song that will always creep me out is roller coaster of love by the ohio players wow that that that's so bizarre well, no, there's 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 a myth surrounding it that it's apparently the scream you hear is someone being killed. Um, as far as I know, that is myth only. I don't know anything to prove or LD, correct me if I'm wrong on that, to prove or support that.
1: No, because there's a specific woman that is credited for that scream. People say, like, oh, they were recording next to the subway and it's the sound of a woman being murdered, or oh, someone recorded it kind of blowout style. Uh, and that's that's what they went with but no it's it's actually there's like a woman that was credited for it
2: got it so that notwithstanding i do think it's an incredibly creepy song with just the minor chords that it opens with and you have almost this calliope feel to the music in the background it sounds like a demented circus and it just always creeps me out always will so thank you the ohio players for creeping me out you've got my number one
3: with roller coaster of love
1: all right all right t do you want to head head up this next one
3: sure um now my list is a is slightly longer than three but i did um no homework and i have nothing to say about it <laughs> so it's really not going to take very long so uh, I, I have a top five actually okay uh number five black sabbath by black sabbath oh good one and i can't put my finger on it other than it just sounds evil mm-hmm. and if you it, i think it was geezer butler had painted inverted crosses and devils and stuff all over his house or his bedroom and he was reading a, a book about witchcraft and you know he says that he was asleep and he woke up to see a, a dark shadowy figure at the foot of his bed that just scared the absolute hell out of him yeah uh, he, and that he that also is, one of
2: he has one of the greatest names in rock history geezer butler
3: geezer butler Yeah, you know, now but he, he says that he saw this this and he said it just it, it was an unsettling uh feeling that that dark shadowy presence at the foot of his bed gave him as it turns out his old lady had just had to you know drop the deuce in the middle of the night but but still <laughs> she was wondering no he he says that there was a dark shadowy figure and that's what inspired uh, the song black sabbath um oh. this, this is probably a song you you like a lot i love this next song but you, you'll see a, a recurring pattern of mine silent lucidity by queens
1: hmm okay
3: because there's a part where the big guitar and the orchestral stuff blends that they're in the background there's distorted voices and i don't like this i do not like them i don't like this <laughs> they creep me and there's just something about that part the little break before the final verse I, I, that i just i just kind of go like eesh mm-hmm. no wait
1: okay so wait distorted like the wah-wah pedal
3: <clears throat> no like, there, there's like, <laughs> oh. like there's a voice that sounds like it's
1: like
3: there's a there's so like an altered, now. distorted sounding voice,
1: Got and it. I don't
3: like it. Yeah. Okay. preach me. Uh, next, Satan is real by Hank the Third. Same thing. It's there's a distorted devil voice, and I don't like it. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. I like the song. I get. I like the song. Like the artist. That's, there's just that distorted voice thing that I don't care for. Uh, the next one is not a distorted voice. It's but it is the voice that bothers me, and that would be. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus by Tiny Tim.
1: (laughs) That's the one you went with, not tiptoe through the tulip.
3: No, God, that I, I'm sorry. I'm sure Tiny Tim was a lovely person. (laughs) His voice just unsettling. It's a little. It's not just that it's annoying or that I don't like the way it sounds. There's something about it that unsettles me. I don't know what it is.
1: It's almost like it's too high, and it's too wibbly. If that makes sense.
3: there's like too much there's some kind of emotion it evokes and conveys that i just i don't know it just it just makes me uncomfortable i just don't like i really don't like hearing his voice and number one the creepiest song of all time for me and if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time you already know what what it is that would be black star by david bowie yep it (laughs) creeps it creeps me the hell out i don't like the distorted voice it's the distorted voice and the the weird there's, there's a there's something about parts of that it's a beautiful song but where the music is I don't know if it's that it's minor chords or if that it's, that it's like slightly out of tune or something there's something about the music itself that I that creeps me and then the the distorted voices and the backwards playing music and stuff I really don't like the whole thing just creep. me out I don't like
1: it I see and that's for me like that's one of my favorite songs by David Bowie like yeah. I love it do not do
3: it. not care for it <laughs>
1: I figured you would either go with that or Lazarus. Like I didn't know which one you were going to pick. Either one.
3: Yeah, either mm. one. But that Black Star is a little creepier.
1: Fair enough. And that's right. a great I mean,
3: album. And I I, I I like the song. It's just it creeps me a little.
1: Oh, maybe I'll try to post this on our social medias, but I just bought dish towels. <laughs> oh yeah. <David> Bowie. <laughs> like, towels. They're David Bowie dish towers, and they say, dishes turn and face the drain. <laughs> It's pretty brilliant. (laughs) they are amazing. Oh, that's great. All right. All right. So I guess uh, I'm up with creepy songs. I don't think any of mine are going to be like shocking, but um, I also have five, but I have two honorable missions that I'll just kind of like kick out there. Um, Number five, Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. There's just something very like dark and dirty about that song. And the same goes for this next song, which is The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Um, yeah, I,
3: about, I considered, I considered both of those. I actually really did.
1: Um, he also, Marilyn Manson also did a cover of "Sweet Dreams" for the. I, I don't know if it was specifically for the movie House on Haunted Hill, but uh, it's at the very end. It's the end credit song, and it's so good, but it's so creepy. He's just a creepy dude.
2: Um, I argue I think, that's creepier than Beautiful People.
1: I, I, I believe so because it's like melodically mm-hmm. dirty. I don't know, but. Um, so for my my proper list, and I, I don't know if it's, I couldn't delineate if it's because of the video or if it's because of the song, and that's kind of the same with two of my, my picks, but I went with one by Metallica.
4: Mm,
3: yeah, Yeah. I could but, say that.
1: But it's so linked to the music video that I don't know if I'm creeped out by remembering the music video or if I'm creeped out by the actual song. But it's 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 if, a very disturbing music which,
3: movie. which of course features clips from. It features clips from the movie Johnny Got His Gun. Yes, correct?
1: which by the way is a fantastic. Which is a I
3: mega watched. mega super creepy
1: movie. I try I tried to watch the movie and it was just it was hard, but I loved the book. Loved the book. Uh, then I chose this again because uh, they played it over a video that I watched but it's not the music video for the song. I chose This Is The End by The Doors. Hmm. And uh, there's a video floating out there of the death of Vic Morrow and the two kids on the set of the Twilight Zone movie. And everybody knows how much I hate John Landis for this, but uh, they played that over that video. And for some reason, now every time I hear that song, it just creeps me out. I just associate it with darkness and death and just fear and it's one of the creepiest songs for me. I don't think this is going to be a shock for anybody. My number one song, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. And that's yeah. not just because of
2: the video, right?
1: No, it's not. It's the whole song. It's that that back. I don't even know what it is. The, the like that thing, whatever that is. Yes, Ruka. Exactly. It's that like almost like. I don't even know what instrument it is. Like, it's a guitar. But, yeah whatever it is it's just super high and super unnerving and just it's kind of like nails down a chalkboard like it hits my spine in a certain way and I just I don't like it like and that's the thing is like if you go back and listen to our Chris Cornell thing you guys are Chris Cornell episodes you guys will hear like I really like Chris Cornell's voice I like other music I like other songs from Temple of the Dog and Soundgarden and like that's that's great it's just this one song that it just hits me in the feels in the bad way. And that's my list. All right. So, uh, what, what's the next one that we're going to cover? What do we, what do we like? Do we want to do murder next so we can uh, get our songs in? Sure. All right. So, uh, T, why don't you take the lead on this?
3: Okay. Uh, again, I did a little beyond our normal assignment, but I'll, I'll just kind of blow through them kind of quick. Um, how about Johnny Cash, Don't Take Your Guns to Town? Okay. 1958. You got a few options with Cash, don't you? There are several, yes. And he actually made another. Um, our next list for me as well. Oh, nice. With a song that could also have gone on this list, actually. Huh. <laughs> but um, uh, I've got um, Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers.
1: Oh, oh. good song. I can, about that one.
3: now because in my mind when uh not a gatlin boy is standing at the end then then they're all dead oh yeah Yell- yellers killed all of them don't y'all think that at the end all the gatlins are dead
2: <sighs> it's been a while since i heard the song but based on that description i'm gonna say yes
3: yeah yeah Well, at the end you know you know the gatlins roll into town and they uh well, there's really not really not a nice way to say what they do to becky isler no no it's a group violation
1: Yep, uh, That's deal. as far as we go. And, uh,
3: got it. And uh, the Kenny Rogers' character, um, who's never had a fight, has always turned and run from fights. He, he, It's possible he just whipped their ass. I think he killed myself. He may have, yeah. I think all those years of, of bottled up angst and anger and whatnot, I, I think it exploded, and I think, I think the Gatlins are dead.
1: Well, I mean, the fact that, like, people called him Yellow – yeah like i there's only a time and if you guys don't know because like that is a pretty antiquated thing they used to call you a yellow-bellied chicken or yellow which meant you are a coward yeah so uh yeah i i think there's a moment where you just explode yeah and uh i think you're right
3: Okay, now yeah, I, th- I think they all die. Uh, up next, I've got Poncho and Lefty. Um, this, of course, is written by the great Towns Van Zandt. Actually, he recorded it in 1972. It was a big hit, however, for Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard in 1983.
1: I keep um, forgetting that. W- what's that? Uh, Merle Haggard. Yeah. I keep you, you forgetting. forget that he's that. a thing? Yes, or-
3: yes. You should not forget that Merle Haggard existed. (laughs) He was kind of a big deal.
1: He was. (laughs) No, no, I just keep forgetting he recorded it.
3: Oh, he recorded it. Yeah, he and Willie did a fantastic um, duet on that one. The Road Goes On Forever by Robert Earl Keane. The only actual death in this one is um, Sherry kills the police officer. Sonny takes the rap for it. He ends up going to the chair. And she gets to keep all the money that they had thieved.
1: Huh well um, that, that might be there's part that, of me that, that
3: thinks that uh, there's a part of me that thinks that sherry is a complete bitch face
1: well the the sort of thing that you're just talking about now is about to come up in another song i think somebody else is gonna pick it like the the same idea behind like okay someone murdered someone someone else took the blame for it and then they died
3: and she she took the you know he he took the blame for it and he told her here take the money if they, if they, if you get caught, tell them I forced you into it and all this stuff. So on one hand, she does what Sonny says she should do. On the other hand, it's like you let him go to the chair, really, because they, they fry him at the end. He dies.
1: Yeah, and you're driving. And you're driving.
3: You're driving down Main Street in a new Mercedes. Yeah, bitch. typically
1: the, the the law is a lot more lenient when it comes to women and the death penalty. Yeah,
3: they they don't tend to do that. But anyway, yeah. eh, that's that's yeah. uh, a great. That's one of the best story songs ever, 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 ever. Friggin' over uh number two for me love and county by charlie robinson um don't know probably that not one. one probably not one a lot of people know but it again that is a fantastic piece of macabre storytelling and number one for me i actually couldn't i'm just gonna tell you who the, uh, the artist i have at number one is chris knight okay. for those who aren't familiar with mr knight his um uh, the body counts on his albums are pretty high Very dark, very gothic. He was actually called, like, the gothic hillbilly Bruce Springsteen. I saw a reviewer heard of that. (laughs) He's a terrific, he's a a fantastic songwriter. But so many people die in so many of his songs. I had trouble picking one. Do we want to go with one that's actually murder, or do we just, do we want the best killing song of the bunch?
1: Let's go with actual murder.
3: I'd say murder, yeah. Actual murder. Okay, Loving a 45 is probably my favorite of the bunch, but that's not a murder. Uh, there's a cop that uh, does what he has to do at the outset of the song, uh, but we'll skip over that one. Uh, okay, do you want a slightly upbeat one or just dark and scary? You Just up, y'all. So dark and scary. I mean,
1: it's okay, working, right. man. Dark and scary. Yeah, let's do all it. right,
3: well, then, then we're going to go with Chris Knight. Uh, This is from his uh, 2001 album, A Pretty Good Guy. This is the song that introduced me to him and made me just grab my attention and made me realize what a phenomenal songwriter this dude is. This is a song called Down the River.
5: 18 my brother was 21 one Saturday evening when all the work was done we went down to the river had some tried lines to run my brother Walter had a fight the week before Knocked a boy named Wilson Through the pool hog door They said you don't mess with Wilson Unless you want a war
1: That was sufficiently creepy and fantastic.
3: All right, yeah, that's there's an uplifting uh, ballad for uh, everybody. Hopefully, that'll pump a little sunshine into your day.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that will hopefully that will that will imbue you with uh, a great deal of sunshine and
1: warmth and happiness and mirth. <laughs> Be blessed. <laughs> Be blessed. So, did uh,
3: you were y'all familiar with that song?
1: Not at all, but it's great. I actually really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. Well, what did y'all yeah.
1: think? Uh, creepy. But good, like
2: like an eerie Leonard Skinner. That's what I can think of.
3: Yeah. Not not only did he kill Wilson, he chained his body to an anvil and threw it in a deep spot of the river.
2: Yeah, not just any spot, the deep spot. Uh
1: huh. Also, can we just talk about like what the process is? Because we talked about like the whole process about like in the seventies to like go get a concert ticket, you had to like wake up, you know, and go stand in line, like get in your car, drive to a window, stand in line, like. What is the process of buying an anvil? Was it was it easier?
3: It must have been. Like, oh, so, you, you're doing some blacksmithing? No? Just bring it up. <laughs> yep, here's your anvil. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah but uh, we all know you got to throw them off the scent. You got to throw them off the scent. You just can't buy an anvil. You have to buy an anvil and, like, some gum. Right.
3: <laughs> I'm going right. to need an anvil and um, some chiclets. All right. Hey. Stop, drop, and roll, because I'm on fire for a commercial break.
1: The fire is out, and we're back. So, uh, Will, would you like to divulge your list of just straight-up murder?
2: Sure. Songs about straight-up murder. So, I'm actually going to start where you would least expect it, and that's going to be Green Day. Huh. Who knew? The 1994 Dookie album seems all happy and sunshine and rainbows throughout the whole thing. And again, you could do an entire series on just songs that sound happy, but are really demented.
1: We actually already did that uh, with uh, the original TJ.
2: Yes, and and there's a lot of good material there. This one would fit perfectly into that wheelhouse, and that is Having a Blast. Don't know if you've heard it. I believe it's the second or third track. I think the second track off the Dookie album. And it's basically about someone strolling into a public place strapped with explosives and setting them off. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, they're very scary, especially in today's world. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, of course, masked by the happy chord progression and the joyous vocals of Billy Joe Armstrong. At the end of the day, it's about someone basically committing a suicide bomb attack. Jesus. Um, yeah, not what you'd expect in that, in that album, again, entitled Dookie. So there you have it. Having a blast definitely comes to mind when it comes to a lot of murder, death, kill, as they say in uh, Demolition Man. I also went with, this was a Nirvana cover. However, the original, there's a lot of mystery around the original, and this is Where Did You Sleep Last Night? This one supposedly stems back to the 1800s. The first recording that really got some traction was by a guy named Doc Walsh, who was a banjo player in 1926. But it's been the most famous version I would say is done by Lead Belly the blues artist in 1944. And this is of course a song about a gentleman who uh, the alternative title is The Pines, In the Pines. And it's about a guy who suspects his wife is cheating. He goes out to find out and then suddenly he winds up dead. So he never really gets to find out if his wife is cheating. Was it his wife that murdered him? Was it her lover? Was it somebody else? Remains a mystery to this day. And this song was covered by Nirvana in their Unplugged concert in 1993. They did Where Did You Sleep Last Night. Again, crediting the original artist is kind of hard on this one, but most credit goes to Lead Belly uh, for this little mystery about a gentleman who goes out to find out if his wife has been unfaithful and winds up dead. And I think LD, you alluded to this earlier. My top pick in the song we're going to play tonight is from the great Reba McIntyre. Since we are in Georgia, I think it'd be appropriate to fit a to get a song that fits the state, and that is "The Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia."
1: I fully agree. Also, um, not originally by Reba McIntyre. It is a remake. I don't no. know who did an original. it originally. It was Vicky Lawrence. Vicki Lawrence, really? Okay. I was like, it's Valerie Harper. No, it's not. Yes. Uh, vicky lawrence
3: that's what no I mean. it's it's vicky lawrence it's of carol burnett and mama's family fine.
2: yeah oh wow yep but uh, i think Reba's the one that i know the best uh that one came out of was it 91 92 it was early 90s I
1: somewhere think. around there
2: yeah but certainly the one that i think got a lot of attention and was of course a murder with a twist uh so. andy walt what's that uh,
1: is that the one you're going with so that's the
2: one i'm going to play yeah I, I think i'll let the song tell the story of Again, two people meet in a bar and sort of the rest is history. So let's go with Reba McIntyre and the night that the lights went out in Georgia. All right.
6: He was on his way home from Candleton, Been two weeks gone and he thought he'd stop at Webb's and have him a drink before he went on to her. Whoa, 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 said hello He said hi, what's the wind? Whoa, said sit down I got some bad news that's gonna hurt He said I'm your best friend And you know that's right But your young bride ain't home tonight Since you've been gone She's been seeing that aimless boy Seth Now he got mad and he saw red And he said boy don't you lose your head Cause to tell you the truth yeah. He went off to Andy's house. Slipping through the backwoods, piles and mouse Came upon some tracks too small for
1: That is such a good song. It's a great one, indeed. Yeah. Well, Reba,
3: Reba presented. Um, Reba presented some uh, saucy characters back in that era, huh? She indeed. did.
1: I mean, fancy alone is like. Have, we've talked about fancy before. <laughs> it's a great song too. Yeah. 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 That's, um,
3: that's not one you should have your kids sing it.
1: No. <laughs> no Just no
3: actually pay attention to what she's uh saying and i think you'll realize you shouldn't have your uh youngster saying that at the old folks home like i think ld once did
1: uh, yeah uh, yeah all right. yeah I did. all right ladies and gentlemen there must be a, a recording here's, here's, there, there's a, here's, a, here's a little number like
3: I, here's a little number about uh underage whoring oh one two three four. <laughs> <laughs> here's the one
1: chance fans don't let me down <laughs> The baby is gonna starve to death. But here's a Her here's mother's a, awful. Bloody <laughs> <a sweaty> dress.
3: The <laughs> mother's awful.
1: What a horrible person. Yes. Yeah. The baby must Why don't you starve, go do it, I, it, Mama? But I got you, a, I got you a pretty dress. Go show the boys what you can do at this uh, center of meet meeting fancy. So uh my list. I actually only picked three. Okay. Um because I had gone so bananas on the, the creepy ones and the true crime so i tried to stick to our our normal three
3: i actually only have three for true crime i did the assignment for that one
1: <laughs> I had like eight i gotta narrow it down in my head so um for my murder i actually bought this album friggin love this album uh it the first one comes from eminem which is 97 bonnie and clyde me and my daughter could picked a couple from Eminem, Stan is another one, uh, but there's a, he really didn't like Kim, the mom of No, hey.
3: he, sure, right. no he sure did. <laughs>
1: he did not like her. And uh, he he wrote a very graphic song about uh, what he would like to do with her. And later on in the song, Stan, they make an allusion to that specific song as well. So- I
3: think that he, he felt about Kim about like fancy felt about her mama.
1: Probably. Yeah. Probably. So what
3: did you what did you think of uh, the, the line of work your mother forced into? It left a real bad taste in my mouth.
1: <laughs> Metaphorically and literally. <laughs> All right. So the, the one the, the whimsical song, here's our whimsy song about murder. Um, okay. you can have a whimsical song about murder. I chose one that has a great music video. I love it so much. I love the song. It's great. It's catchy. You don't ever want to eat beans again. And that is goodbye, Earl.
3: Goodbye, Earl. Great one.
1: I I guess they're calling themselves the chicks now, and I'm they're just actually... the chicks. Okay. Yep. The chicks. Uh, that is such a fun song, and it's like hashtag girl boss. Um... Death, <laughs> death. Death.
3: Death by death by black eyed pea.
1: Yep. Yep, you don't, you, you know, you got to eat them for, you're supposed to eat green, you know, you're supposed to be black eyed peas for good luck. Don't um, they choose Clorox or something? No, uh, I don't, that, right, was, that might be in the music video, but I don't video, remember yeah. it. Dennis but, yeah. Yeah, it. Dennis Franz? yeah, Dennis Franz, Jank
3: Krakowski, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's such a good music video. I suggest everyone go watch that music video. It's so, it's, it's cute, it's bright, it's, there's a, a zombie It's awesome. And then the one I'm actually gonna play is your very first selection from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And this one's featuring Kylie Minogue. And this one is called Where the Wild Rose Grows.
7: uh second day I brought her a flower. She's more beautiful than any woman I've seen. I said, do you know where the wild roses grow? So sweet and scarlet and free. On the second day he came with a single red rose. He said, give me your loss and
0: your soul.
7: Took her where the wild roses grow she lay on the bank the wind lied as a thief and I kissed her goodbye said all oh, beauty must die and I leant down and planted a rose between her teeth they call me the wild rose but my
0: name was a nice day For my name was a Day. My name was Eliza Day. For my name was Eliza Day.
1: And that was Nick Cave and the Bad Seed with Where the Wild Roses Grow. <laughs> it's just. Her
3: voice is so haunting. It is. You know who it sounds like? And I've never picked up on this until just now. Who? Sounds very similar to Leonard Cohen.
1: Mm. A little yes. Yes.
3: I don't know why. That just that I've heard Nick voice plenty of times sure. That that it just now it clicked. I was like, it sounds like sounds like Leonard Cohen. (laughs) A little.
1: And I I'll tell you guys, the the thing about that song is that it's creepy to me because she says they call me the wild rose. And I don't know why, because here's my name think about how many times in true crime they give they they don't give a name to the victims they give a name to the circumstance or to the killer or to something like think about the black dahlia like tj do you know what the black dahlia's real name is no will do you
3: oh
2: i i know i do i just can't remember it oh i'm going to kick myself
1: it's elizabeth short
2: ah oh, that's it
1: and then more recently we have the Delphi murders or the West Memphis three, or y- you know, so to have her called something that isn't her name is like taking away her identity. And for me, that is terrifying to be like, just uh, something else is not your, your real name. Not it's like you didn't right exist. Door. Yeah. It's, it's like you're but being wiped. I'll just
3: say free. that for, to be the kind of song it is and deal with the subject matter it does, it's, it's oddly pretty.
1: It's beautiful. That's the thing, it yeah. is. It's not bombastic. It's it's basically, he comes to her, he loves her, and then he takes a rock and he beats her to death. Right. And floats her in the river, and before he does it, he actually does something, kind of romantic, said with a question mark because he <clears> put <throat> rose in her teeth.
3: So wait, wait a minute. Hold on. So we have two songs, that ended with a dead body in a river. Yeah. <laughs> Surprises that few. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, technically, I did make make reference to Stan, which would be a third one, because he ends up pushing his car into the water. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So we have more than two. We have three, at least. I figured it was
2: the minimum for this
3: episode.
1: All right. Is it my turn to go first for true crime songs? Yeah. Yeah. All right.
3: You can or since I actually did I actually did the the um the actual assignment as a, I could go first cuz I think we might you said you have eight. I only did three and I think one of ours is going to be the same. I te-
1: I technically have seven. So go ahead. Go for okay. it Okay.
3: All right. Well, I'll I'll go through mine real quick. Um I'd only pick 3. Uh number 3 for me is The Midnight Rambler by the Rolling Stones.
1: Oh we'll nice. One,
3: which nice. of course is about Albert is it Desalco? Who's the who's the, the, the guy serial who, killer? Who, the guy who confessed to being the Boston Strangler? De Silva. The what? De Silva? De Silva, maybe. I, my, yes. my, my handwriting is horrendous and I've, pretty, I've had brown liquor. I'm so pretty,
1: pretty sure it's Silva. <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah. Believe it or not, when this song came out in 1969, there were people who criticized it and said that it glorified sexual violence and straight up violence. Oh, wow.
1: I mean, I yeah. can I can see that, and like that's here's the thing about this whole this whole episode. We are in no way glorifying uh, murder or true crime in any way, shape, or form. Please do not get it twisted. We are doing these subjects because last year we did creepy soundtracks, and that's there's only so many creepy subjects you can touch on uh, before you run out of stuff. But like I know right now, there's like almost a backlash happening with true crime. After Dahmer came out, yeah, and, and oh boy, I watched what two episodes of that and could not get through another one because holy cow, it doesn't glamorize it, but it's kind of it's kind of like, oh, what's the word? It steps over a line. If it had been fictionalized, kind of like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, would have been one thing. But like, there are families that Dahmer killed that are still alive that have to know that this exists out there. And it's not, they do not shy away. It is incredibly graphic. Yeah. And it, it's very disturbing. Like, and I can understand, like, we've hit, a, I think we've hit a plateau. So we yeah, are not- I,
3: I can see that. There's a little, little bit of oversaturation.
1: Yes. Yep. Accurate. Okay.
3: But anyway, so that's number three for me. Number two is the one that where I suspect we might we might intersect on this one, LDL. We'll see. How about Todd Snyder with DB Cooper?
1: Oh,
2: (laughs)
3: nice.
1: All right. I'll give it to you. Because you know, that's my favorite true crime thing because uh, no one. And
3: I would actually be happy for you to give. I would actually be happy for you to give a thumbnail sketch to for those who are not familiar with Mr. Cooper's work.
1: Okay. This is literally one of my favorite stories of all time. Not even joking. D.B. Cooper was the okay let me let me tell you why first of all uh i i like it no one got hurt and that's that was why it's my favorite true crime no one no one actually got injured or killed except for possibly db himself but uh db cooper is not his real name uh he presented a id that said dan cooper uh but somehow the media kind of twisted it because he was sitting in the seat b And uh, he was uh, one who hijacked the Northwest Orient Airlines flight 305 on November 24th, 1971. And yes, I am pulling this from my brain, okay? It was a flight from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington. And he told the flight attendant that, well, he passed her note and he was like, she thought he was flirting with her. So she was like, And so she stuck the note in her pocket. And he was like, ma'am, you need to see that note. And so she opened up the note, and uh, he it, it was a note that says, "I have a bomb." So he demanded two hundred thousand dollars in ransom, and he asked for four parachutes. But then they stopped in Seattle. He let off all the, hot, the he let off all the passengers, and then he told the flight crew to refill uh, the fuel and then fly to Mexico City. And then at some point, he opened up the back hatch of the aircraft door deployed the staircase because in that day they had like that fold-out staircase he parachuted into the night now here's the thing it was stormy and they don't exactly know when he jumped out so there's like this massive area that he could have jumped out into but they never was never recovered none of the money was ever used and then like a couple years later a kid found one of the stacks of cash that was linked to uh db cooper but they never actually found him and there have been some great uh, <clears throat> stories about uh people who claim to be db cooper and like there's money in walls and it's, it's just a great story <laughs> so that's me showing my nerd <laughs> and
3: and 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 todd snyder did a, I, I really like his his song but just a, a sample line with all those men working overtime they swore they would bring him down, but a parachute and a few hundred dollars was all that they ever found.
1: And that's, a, that's accurate. Good that stuff. Is
3: accurate. poetry. accurate. Yeah. It is a t- terrific song, and, t- and Snyder has a, a lot of those, um, where he kind of takes obscure people in American history and kind of immortalizes them with really cool songs. Ten Wild Mercury would be one. America's Favorite Pastime would be another. Just check those out if you're not familiar with his work. And finally, number 1 on my list. This actually could have gone on any of the three lists. <laughs> it was just a matter of deciding which one I was going to put this on and I decided to put it on True Crime. Johnny Cash, Delia. There All it is. Right.
1: Okay, good. Yep, there it Delia's is. Delia's
3: Gone. So, okay. For those who are unfamiliar, Delia's Gone appeared on um, I think his first American recording album, uh, American recordings album in 1994. All right. Johnny actually did a version of the song in, in 1962 huh Uh, and then did did kind of a a reworked version with rick rubin you know uh 40 or or 30 some years later and i don't i don't know if everybody knows that 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 delia was a real person so uh, uh, just a little bit of uh, background that i dug up on this uh her name was delia green uh and there was some historians and folklore types who have researched um, her life story is very hard to do, but through some court transcripts and very old newspaper accounts, they were able to determine that Delia Green uh, lived in an area called Yawakraw, I believe. This is this is way pre desegregation. Okay, so that was an African American neighborhood in Savannah, Georgia, um, and she was killed on Christmas Eve night, 1900. Delia Green and Moses Cooney Houston were at a Christmas party at the home of a guy named Willie West where Delia worked as they called her a scrub girl. So I took that to mean Maybe she washed dishes. Okay. In the kitchen. Does that sound right for a scrub girl? I think that carries. Okay.
1: (laughs) Or or laundry.
3: Yeah. Now Delia. Hmm. Yeah. Delia. it It could be either one. Delia and Moses had been, quote, going together for several months, though they were only 14 years old. Uh, The relationship probably was sexual. It's theorized. Uh, That night, they were fighting. They were also very drunk, despite, again, being 14 years old. Uh, So Moses, aka Cooney, started teasing Delia. And according to trial transcripts, she um, got mad that she was being characterized as his wife. Like, she didn't like the idea that people thought they were married, or he was presenting that they were married. So she got really mad. Again, they're drunk, and she called her boyfriend Cooney, "quote a son of a bitch," an epithet that carried much more weight in 1900 than it does today. Apparently, at that point, Willie West told uh, Cooney that he needed to leave the party, but as he was approaching the door, he pulled out a pistol. Did Cooney, and he shot Delia.
1: Oh my God!
3: Um, Cooney fled the scene, but Willie, yes. Willie West chased him uh, down and caught him turned him over to a police patrolman named JT Williams, who later testified that Cooney confessed to shooting Delia quote, because she called him a son of a bitch. He said he shot her and he would do it again. He was uh, sentenced to life in prison, but he was paroled on October 15, 1913 by order of governor John Slate. He served about 12 years of a life sentence. Furthermore, he continued to have trouble with the law, uh, he allegedly moved to New York city and he is believed to have died around 1927. But there are, if you start, just do a little research, there's a million songs about Duda. Waylon Jennings has one. Bob Dylan has one. Johnny Cash has a couple. There, are they're just, some of them are variations of the same song. Some of them are different songs. Waylon sounds like nobody else's. Um, and it's completely different, but it's, and, and we'll actually hear that when we get around to doing our Waylon series later this year. Um, but anyway, so it, if that is a true story for those of you who, who are unfamiliar, the story of Gillia Green.
1: Excellent. Is that your whole list?
3: Yeah, I just did three. I, just, I actually to the assignment and did three that time, oh, <laughs> as prescribed. Wow. Very unlike me.
1: All right, Will, do you want to you take this or shall I? Uh,
2: it depends. I could wrap up or you can wrap up. It's up to you.
1: Um, I have seven. So <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want to follow me up?
2: Uh, yeah, I'll go first I got my three. All right, go for it. All right, so we got some true crime on the docket here. I went with one that I think most people are familiar with, but may not tie the song to the incident, and that is, of course, Filters' Hey Man, Nice Shot. This may come across as kind of an industrial rock piece, and it certainly is, but it is actually written for the incident where the treasurer, PA, Pennsylvania State Treasurer, R. Bud Dwyer, took his own life on national television. In 1986, Dwyer was actually facing bribery convictions. He would fight these until the very end, saying they weren't accurate. And on January 22nd, 1987, there was a press conference that was filmed in which Dwyer addressed the members of the media, took out a gun, and shot himself on live television.
3: Oh, my Lord.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can actually watch the video somewhere online it does exist online my suggestion is you don't
2: yes it is quite i don't want to say it
1: do do not look it up um i made the mistake of doing that and i regret it i have very few regrets in my life and that is one of them
3: i i did not i've not seen that one in particular i've seen a couple that are very similar and i never never wish to see them again i would like to unsee them if that would be possible
2: Yep. yep yeah so I don't recommend it. LD doesn't recommend it. TJ2 doesn't recommend it. Don't do it. Uh, but there is a live broadcast of Bud Dwyer taking his own life.
3: Yeah, and relax. Don't do it.
2: And the, yeah, nice. Nice, <laughs> And of course, the band Filter, popular in the 90s, uh, penned the song Hey Man, Nice Shot in a very almost irreverent fashion pertaining to the late treasurer. Um, and we have a personal connection to that. We have a friend whose uh, brother was in the there is that as well.
1: Yes, and his brother is a Jesuit priest.
2: He is now, yes. He is in a turn of faith that no one saw coming. My next one's going to be one I think most people do know, and that is, of course, Bob Dylan's Hurricane. It's one of my favorite songs by Dylan, and of course, Reuben Hurricane Carter was wrongly convicted of murder in 1967. There was a triple homicide in New Jersey that he was framed for. He actually ended up doing almost 20 years in prison on a wrongful conviction. Uh, Bob Dylan obviously penned the song in, I think, 77 uh, or 76. Uh, Carter was eventually released from prison. uh, But Bob Dylan's Hurricane does pertain to that very incident in which Reuben Carter was wrongfully convicted of murder.
3: Great. One of my favorite Dylan songs, too. Yeah. The intensity of that song is just off the charts.
1: And the thing is, we're still doing this because they just released someone from prison. If you guys are listening to a podcast now, my gateway to podcast was actually one called Serial, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people are really familiar with. Uh, The Syed uh, case uh he was just released i think 22 years after Jeez. being wrongfully convicted so um i think they just in, i think they just dropped all the charges but like yeah no like this still happens like wrongful convictions and uh people being in prison for far too long especially you know i, I i'm not going to get into a political debate but like this happens more often than you would think of people yeah. just in prison for years before anyone will listen to get. Like the same thing happened with the West Memphis three. We just yeah. drove through West Memphis and they they had to take a different plea to get out because they had been in prison for since like I think '94. So
2: and that, that plea is rarely used too. I think there's only like one or two other times, right? No, I
1: think it's used more than you think it is. We just don't hear about it. And that was a really high profile case. Mm because I heard about another person who took an Alfred plea. Got it. And I actually just learned about what the difference between an Alfred plea and a no contest plea is. Yeah, huh. And that is? Um, the Alfred plea is kind of, it's, it's saying, I'm not guilty, but you have enough to convict me, where a no contest, and the Alfred, the Alfred plea happens after you've been convicted. The no contest comes before, I think, either the trial or conviction. So you can plead no contest. Like you plead not guilty or guilty, you can also plead no contest. With an Alfred plea, it comes after the conviction. It's saying that I, I know that you have enough to convict me. I'm saying I didn't do this. And that that I'm 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 very rudimentary. Double check my work, guys. Always double check, but one comes, I believe, before conviction, one comes after
2: if there's any law dogs out there, please let us know. Weigh in in the comment section.
3: Law don't go around here, law dog.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> Tombstone, I believe, right? Yeah. Indeed.
2: <laughs> Classic.
1: I got two guns, one for each of you.
2: Ah, great movie. Such a great movie. Yeah. And I'll finish this up with a one that, LD, you might know the case, but I don't know if it was, if you knew it was parlayed into a song by the boss. And that is the case of Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugit. okay. What's the song? Ooh, okay. The song is Nebraska. And it's, of course, the title track on my favorite Springsteen album. I get a lot of heat for this, but mm, Nebraska is one of my favorite Springsteen albums. It is definitely darker. It is definitely more morose than his other material. But that song specifically focuses on the 1958 murders of Charles that Stark, Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugit committed in Nebraska and Wyoming. They teamed up and they basically immediately killed a gas station attendant in Lincoln, Nebraska. They proceeded to the home of Caroline Fugit's stepmother, sorry, stepfather, mother, and their two-year-old daughter and killed everyone in the house, including the two-year-old. They would go on to commit 11 murders in the two states. I think only one of them was over the border, but most of them were in Nebraska. They were caught, of course, and convicted. Starkweather was executed for his crimes on June 25th, in 1959. Fugate actually served her sentence until 1976, when she was paroled and released. Many do believe that this duo was actually part of the inspiration for Mickey and Mallory Knox for the natural. They they are the
1: they are the very first like they're definitely Nebraska's first spree killers, but they're one of the first spree killers, or as we. I, I'm going to look up the definition because I do know a lot about true crime, but like the definition between a spree killer and a mass murder, I want to say there's something different about them, but I could be wrong. They could be the same thing.
2: Yes, I too, I'm unsure on the difference. I can tell you Springsteen wrote the song for the 1990, 1982 Nebraska album, title track, of course, that focuses on those two and the murders they committed. So that's my number
1: three or number one, if you want to look at that way, is
2: Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. All right.
1: Okay. So mine, I, 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 you know, I'll breeze through a couple of these and only like point out some of the stories, but um, I figured you guys would know I would pick Boomtown Rats. I don't like Monday. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't like Mondays. Mondays. There are multiple Mondays. I just don't like Mondays. Uh, That is actually about the shooting spree of a 16-year-old named Brenda Ann Spencer who fired on a playground at Grover Cleveland Elementary School in San Diego on the 29th of January, 1979. Uh, She killed two adults and injured eight children and one police officer. Didn't show any remorse for her crime. Uh, Somebody was like calling just the phone numbers on the streets and she just happened to pick up. And they they had a full-on interview with her. And I think the shooting only ended after they pulled a school bus up and she couldn't, she didn't have a line of sight. And that's how they saved the, the rest of the kids. Um, but basically she was asked why she did it, and she said, I don't like Mondays and this livens things up. Oh wow. I mean, that she was caught like, and the thing is, I think she acquired the gun for either her birthday or for Christmas from her dad and I think she just wanted a radio and I gotta say dad next time just get your daughter what she asked for uh one that makes a light note like light uh reference to a famous killer is uh Phoebe Bridgers killer and that actually touches on Dahmer uh then we have one that uh i didn't actually bring this out maybe it was sort of precog on my behalf but like i i did not bring this up but smooth criminal is actually making reference to richard ramirez that's right okay then we have suffer little children by the smiths and that's the moore's murder which was carried out by ian brady and myra henley between 1963 and 1965 and by the way Uh, If you just look up what Myron looks like, she just looks evil. She just got, she's got these, the eyes that like bore through you. It's, yeah, very little creeps me out most of the time. That is definitely one of them. Because it's like her photo that they put out is black and white. She's almost got like her chin down and she's just staring. It looks like she could just reach through. You know that picture of Vigo in, in Ghostbusters 2? it's like that her look is like that it's terrifying uh and then polly by nirvana yeah yeah uh it's the story of gerald friend a serial killer and rapist who was caught after abducting a 14 year old girl in tacoma washington in 1987 friend that had kidnapped a girl at knife point after offering her a ride home from a concert Uh, He hung her up from a pulley that he had rigged in the ceiling of his trailer and then repeatedly beat her, tortured her with a blowtorch, and then sexually assaulted her. Um, Then he drove around the town with her trapped in his trunk. Um, Good grief. She escaped from the back of his truck at a gas station. And this was his second offense. And he had already served a 20-year sentence in prison for a similar crime that he had committed in 1960. And he was sentenced to 75 years and was released on parole after 20. And then seven years, he did it again. Oh, um, my God. So how do you
3: get scene, out of jail after you do that?
1: I, <clears throat> I don't know. I was listening to another podcast. I was listening to the last podcast on the left about Leopold and Loeb, two uh, kids who had committed murder. And I'm thinking, like, they killed a child. They killed a kid. And somehow, some way, one of them actually got out of prison. I, like, after 23 years. And I'm like, how? <laughs> like, it was, if you accidentally kill someone, it's one thing. They set out to kill this child. There was like malice, premeditation. Like, how do you get out of prison? So how did this guy get out of prison? And he did it again. He did it again. Um, and so that's that's what Polly is about. And uh, I'm moving on from that because I'm, I'm not only disgusted, but I'm angry. And uh, I don't like it. So please take it back. But the uh, the final one that I'm going to talk about is "Possession" by Sarah McLachlan. And if you're like, "Hold on, Lindley," that's a really interesting song. That's almost like a sexy song. It is not sexy because it's actually based on letters that Sarah McLachlan re- received from an obsessive fan. Oh yeah, uh, okay. and then a couple years later, after he heard the song, he actually tried to sue her to get money for the song that he claims he wrote he's like well i wrote those letters so i should get paid for that like are you kidding sir no sir you do not absolutely crazy so if you guys listen to that song it's really seductive it's really pretty you listen to it like the first time you're like yeah that is that's really like what a good song like that's sex and then you're like oh god oh no this is really creepy um and so that's my list nice that will bring to a close this year's Halloween spoon,
3: spoon. And- Thanks and bugger.
1: Yes, beer. Um, again, guys, I, I think that we have to keep reiterating. We in no way are trying to glamorize this. We just thought it'd be an interesting topic. To talk about maybe bring some a uh, little bit of knowledge to your 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 holes. And maybe you want to go Learn something about these cases that we talked about, or you know, explore other artists. You know, we like bringing because you know, they're, I'm pretty sure uh, some of you guys out there have never heard of Nick Cave or is it Christopher Knight, Chris Knight,
4: Chris Knight, yeah,
1: Knight, yeah. So uh, you know, that's that's what we're trying to do here. So uh, in no way are we like these are great songs because of their subject matter. No, we are not saying that at all. Um, but uh, we hoped you liked. This episode? Question mark. Said with a question mark. Said, incredulously, incredulously, incredulously. Words are hard on Halloween.
3: Roads.
1: <laughs> uh Anyway, uh, just this gonna, map is heavy. I'm just gonna do our little uh, socials over here, and then we'll say our goodbyes and let you guys go trick or treating. So uh here's our social stuff if you think that we're doing a good job uh you can check out our patreon at patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven our twitter is at rock and roll lt that is a desert wasteland don't even bother you can check out our instagram at rock and roll heaven lt our facebook is rock and roll heaven pod please again go out there check out uh the stuff that we are posting there still not saying our website and uh follow us on tiktok and if we get enough followers we can go live and do stuff and things and it's it'll be fun and awesome uh, that's at Rock and Roll Heaven Pod, and the and is spelled out, uh, so Rock and Roll Heaven Pod. Uh, you can email us at rockandrollheavenlt@gmail.com, at and please make sure that you're checking out all the other awesome Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com. Uh, I know that there's going to be some great holiday stuff coming up from uh, some of our sister and our brother shows. So uh, again, make sure to head over there and check all those other guys out. Uh, and that is pretty much it does anybody have any parting thoughts words or uh any kind of knowledge that they would like to bestow on folks cool be
2: be wary of anyone buying an anvil who doesn't work at a renaissance fair that's my takeaway
1: yeah yeah uh that's that's yeah that's a that's pretty much good to go on okay all right tj would you like to say anything to our audience i guess not
3: Okay. Oh, sorry, I was muted. All
1: right, buddy. <laughs> oh, That's the scariest thing on Zoom. All right. Will the Thrill, do you have anything you'd like to say? Nope. Just happy
2: Halloween, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We're going to get back to uh, Lane's Daily in a short while here.
1: Yep. And uh, with that, just uh, please know, guys, that we are attempting to get these episodes out as quickly as possible, but it is very hard because we have workmen in here literally every single day building stuff changing things and it is very hard to record so we do apologize if we do miss a week but we will get those episodes out and again guys uh today is halloween i want you to all be safe have fun carry a flashlight and an umbrella and make sure to check your candy but like you know it's it you know make sure it's all sealed up and good stuff like that so uh anyway i hope you guys have a fantastic holiday and we will see you guys soon. Now, to finish off this episode, uh, because I am such a massive Nick Cave fan, I'm going to bestow upon you guys one of my favorite Nick Cave and the Bad Seed songs. This is off Murder Ballads, and this is Death Is Not The End. Goodbye, everybody.
7: Just remember that death is not the end When storm clouds gather round and heavy rains descend Just remember that death is not the end